But first, hemp-derived products like Delta 8 have seen a surge in popularity in the past few years. They're not exactly marijuana, but promise a marijuana-like buzz. These hemp products became legal throughout the country in the 2018 Farm Bill, and that created a budding industry, producing everything from hemp smokables to edibles to hemp-infused drinks. Now, unlike marijuana, hemp isn't regulated. It's available to any age and can be purchased at convenience stores and cafes. Now, that level of access backfired in May when five students at an uptown high school were taken to the hospital after ingesting hemp-based gummies reportedly purchased at a neighborhood smoke shop. An ordinance was recently introduced in city council restricting hemp product purchases to licensed, licensed marijuana dispensaries. So here to clear the air on Delta 8 and hemp products is Tom Shuba. He covers the marijuana business for the Chicago Sun-Times. Hey, Tom. Hey, Sasha. Liking the puns there? Oh, <laughs> I saw I, your yeah. I want to start off with a very basic question. So I'm asking for a friend. And by a friend, I mean I'm asking for myself. Give us the difference between marijuana and these hemp products like Delta 8. Okay, so marijuana, we'll take it down to kind of what the substances actually are. There's something called THC. Most people have heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a type of THC that's commonly found and derived from marijuana called Delta 9 THC. Um, what the Farm Bill did was limit the amount of Delta 9 that could be in hemp-derived products. They didn't gauge for the fact that there is Delta 8 THC, Delta 10 THC, THCO, all of these other things that can be derived and synthesized from the hemp plant. And uh, when Delta 8 kind of came on the scene and started gaining popularity, it was labeled as diet weed, marijuana light, things like that, that, you know, it's like marijuana, but it's a little mellower mm. of a buzz. So that's kind of the breakdown and the differences. They're, it, they're very similar. Yeah. So Delta 8, sounds like you're saying it has cannabis in it, but it's not legally classified as marijuana. Yeah. It, it, it ha- it's from, you can get the Delta 8 from the hemp, just like you can get Delta 9 THC from the marijuana. So it's not technically cannabis from the cannabis plant. Yeah. It's from the hemp plant. And uh, the hemp products like Delta 8, they're legal throughout the country and they're unregulated. Yeah. And so it's been a huge, you know, in in states that still haven't legalized marijuana, they're hugely popular. You know, in Chicago, if you last week I was downtown actually in Alderman Hopkins Ward and I went into a uh, like a bodega to get a, a Diet Coke and um, they had joints behind the desk, pre-roll joints. Of course, Delta 8 joints, but there's no regulation over those. So. Unlike with a dispensary where, you know, these grows that they grow these at are uh, scrutinized by the state police, by the Illinois Department of Agriculture. They have to go through really stringent testing protocols. Those Delta 8 joints that I saw in that bodega likely went through none of that. Wow. So kids can buy these products and, and we know about the overdoses at the Uptown High School. Tell us more about what happened there. Yeah, that was at a, a high school called Uplift, and essentially, uh, they someone got these gummies uh, at, a, at a corner store, a smoke shop, you know, just a couple hundred feet, you know, steps from the school. A bunch of kids ingested them, mm-hmm. and a group of them were hospitalized. One in pretty serious condition, and so. That's one of the key concerns is is children getting access to these. Another is what's in these, right? And that's what Alderman Hopkins, you know, brought to my attention was they're finding fentanyl, they're finding heavy metals, they're finding nasty stuff that is bad for your health. So to him, this is 
kind of a dual threat where it's a, a public safety issue and a public health issue. Yeah. And we're talking about second ward alderman Brian Hopkins. Um, so the reason that this is 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 legal involves a federal law, and I I understand that it accidentally made hemp products legal. That farm bill? Yeah, it just didn't gauge for this. The idea of the farm bill was to you know you could make so much stuff with hemp, and it is you know it's a growing industry. You can make clothing, other materials, all sorts of things, and so the idea was, hey, let's open the door. Uh, you know, give you know farmers another outlet, another possible uh, revenue stream here, but they just didn't take into account how I guess um, uh, entrepreneuring some of the uh, folks who got into this industry were, and the fact that they were able to find these loopholes, mm-hmm. and that they were able to know, well, okay, well you can can only have 0.3 percent of delta nine THC, but doesn't say anything about delta eight. And so here we go. That's here our lane. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's dig into the newest Delta Eight development in Chicago, Tom. So tell us what's going on at City Council. So what Alderman Hopkins of the Second Ward wants to do is restrict the sale of these uh, what they call alternative can- cannabinoids, uh, Delta Eight, THCO, uh, Delta Ten, things like that. Um, restrict the sale only to licensed dispensaries, um, which. It's unclear if licensed dispensaries would even want to sell these because they can sell marijuana with Delta 9 THC. Right. So um, it, it would be a significant crackdown and it would affect, you know, there's no real estimate, again, because it's unregulated and there aren't specific licenses to sell these products. But, like, it would really affect a, a, a large number of businesses that are relying on this, some of whom are working really hard with you know, state lawmakers to try to create regulations uh, similar to the cannabis industry, but it's restaurants, uh, corner stores, uh, smoke shops, and tons of these places are selling this stuff. So Mm. really have this huge impact by siloing it into dispensaries that, again, it's unclear if they would really want to sell these products. So who's supporting it and who's opposing this ordinance then? Well, Hopkins has proposed this ordinance. I think uh, there's support from the cannabis industry, right, which there's an interest there. Makes sense. You know, to to keep control of, of, a, of a tightly regulated market and to not – their concern is that some of these Delta 8 stores are marketing themselves as dispensaries, which are clearly defined under state law. And so they don't want people to have a bad experience or in the case of that uh, – you know, overdosing at the, at school, the school, say, oh, they got them at a dispensary. Well, no, they didn't. And so you have the industry and Hopkins kind of on one side, and then you have uh, uh, State Rep. Sean Ford, who has been a huge advocate for uh, marijuana reform, especially around equity licensing, mm-hmm. getting minorities, the, the licenses that they were promised with legalization. He's working with a group of these, uh, you know, operators who sell Delta 8 mm-hmm. to try to create really strict regulations and a licensing system. And um, so there are his argument is, well, we don't want to put people out of business. We don't want to put people out of work. Let's try to find a, a lane here where it can be safe and it can be done responsibly. So similar uh, to Alderman Brian Hopkins, but a slightly different proposal from yeah. Sean Ford. Yeah. Essentially, Ford is saying, no, let's allow these folks who are outside of dispensaries to continue selling this product, mm-hmm. where Hopkins is saying, no, let's we've already has, have a regulatory scheme on that side. Let's keep it there. Right. Um, 
so we'll see. There was a, a proposal uh, to do kind of massive reforms to the marijuana law in the last session that got killed uh, kind of about over the debate over whether to regulate or to essentially ban Delta 8. I see. So uh, that's going to kind of come up again in Springfield. Tell us more about what the uh, the Cannabis Trade Association's view is on these hemp products specifically. Well, I think it's really similar to Hopkins, right, uh, that – there's fears about what what, what can be do. found in these products and who it can affect and children having access to it. But again, they're they have in, you know financial interest in not having competition, um, you know. Yeah, and they also don't want this competition to then reflect poorly on their industry, which they the trade association trade association specifically works very hard to cultivate. Uh, you know, a, a, a very professional, uh, uh, you know, image. Mm-hmm. How are they dealing with this in other cities and states, this Delta 8? Bans in many All states. Um, yeah. Bans in municipalities. Uh, also also efforts to regulate. But, yeah, uh, what we're seeing here, how, how it's playing out, yeah, in various states they've chosen to ban the sale and others they've chosen to regulate it so these are kind of the only options and it seems like we're teetering here on what exactly to do about it but um what's going to happen who knows uh hopkins proposal was kicked to the rules committee which Mm -hmm. uh, as most people know uh, is kind of where legislation can go to languish in city council obviously ford's last effort didn't go anywhere an effort before that by uh uh another uh legislator also went nowhere so it we're kind of just waiting for a, a rev- resolution or to see what the path forward will be well you know before we let you go tom we're continuing this cannabis conversation uh for the next segment this hour and specifically for that conversation we're going to take a look at seniors because believe it or not seniors are actually the fastest growing group of cannabis users uh, your colleague david Struitt reported on that for the sun times and you of course <laughs> I know, keep your finger on the pulse of all things marijuana in the state. So, I mean, fill us in on this trend. What do you know? People over 65? Yeah. Trying? Pot use is booming among boomers, apparently. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of the fastest growing subset of cannabis users. Um, I think what Dave found, talking to at least one person, was a guy who used to use marijuana, started a family, stopped using it, uh, found that it was legalized. He, he thought there was a medical use for him and he started to get into it. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, folks in that age group who are saying, well, this is legal now. It's controlled. Uh, you know, maybe I don't have a weed dealer now. I, I always liked weed, but I can't find it. Now I have a store in my neighborhood. So why don't I try this again? Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see how that conversation goes. Tom Shuba covers the marijuana business for the Chicago Sun-Times. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Asha.